Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hello and welcome to yet another preview show for the Qatar World Cup here on Celtic Down Under. Uh, we are covering uh, a review of every team going to the World Cup, uh, both myself and Liam, as you'll probably have seen on videos before. Today it's the turn of England as we enter Group B. Um, Liam, I don't know about you, but I've been looking forward to this one in particular. Yeah, and um, you know, considering that among the many shirts I own, I don't own an England shirt, I uh, I thought I'd go for a country that have about as much chance of winning the World Cup as they do. So I'm wearing an East Germany jersey. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, obviously, we will get into the positives um, of, of England's squad, uh, which is undoubtedly a talented squad, um, and we'll look at the potential that they have to to maybe do something at this World Cup, given their um, pretty decent performances, you have to say, at the last two major mm. tournaments that they've attended. Um, yeah. But before we do that, um, I guess the, the one thing I wanted to talk about, first of all, was just... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm needing you to tell me that I'm, I'm just being childish here and I'm just being utterly, utterly um, biased, but I have to admit, I, I struggle... Not just because I'm Scottish, but I struggle with with wanting England to do well in any way, shape, or form at these situations. Not necessarily because of the teams, but because of the coverage surrounding them. Is that fair or unfair? What do you think? No, that's that's pretty much my take on it. When I look at England, I think I like a lot of those players. Um, I like Gareth Southgate as a manager and as a man. He seems like a very decent, humble human being. Um, does a lot of good work for charity and whatever. Um, you know, England are not necessarily a, 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 a difficult team to watch. They can play good football, and they do play good football sometimes. But like you say, it's the media, it's a certain subsection of the fans who their only way of uh, being English is to be anti-everybody else, which is kind of pathetic really um and i just being from a journalistic background the thing that ticks me off the most is the media 
Mm-hmm. Um, particularly whenever England play a big game at the World Cup against anybody, whether it's Argentina, <clears throat> Germany, Holland, whatever, right? It can't just be a game of football. Mm-hmm. There has to be some sort of jingoistic reason as to why, oh, everybody in England should hate this country, and here's why. And it's like, guys, just play football, you know? Yeah. Because what I think is quite funny, there's like a kind of a, there's a kind of scale of levels here, right? We in Scotland have a bee in our bonnet about playing England, because that's our enemy, that's the ones we want to get one over on, right? England don't care about us, right? It's like swatting a fly to them, right? They care about playing Germany. But in turn, Germany do not care about them because they want to beat Holland. That's their rival, you know? And that annoys the English the same way that their disdain for us annoys us, you know? I I have to admit that's where a lot of the frustration comes from for me as well, is England's uh, idea of their own um, importance on the world stage is, is very overinflated when you consider, you know, the number of times that Holland have got to the latter stages of tournaments, even if they haven't won it, the yeah. frequency with which Germany are at, at the very least semi-finalists in these tournaments, at a frequency that very few teams can match, and yet England have the audacity to say, yeah, they're our rivals. In order yeah. to be rivals, you have to. there has to be something that you are both bringing to the table. And for me... On an international stage, they're a lot of bluster, but they don't have nearly the amount of pedigree that 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 a Germany do, that a Holland do, or even in the last say thirty years, a France do for certain. Um, I mean, France have, have won two World Cups in the last thirty years, and what have England done? You know. Yeah, but the thing is that the the frustrating thing from an English point of view is that they have at different times in the last thirty years had the players where they could they, they could and probably should have won something. Mm-hmm. You know, you think like guys like Alan Shearer, Gary Lineker, um Gaza, you know, yep. Chris Waddle, um great goalkeepers as well, like D- Peter Shilton and David Seaman and you, you think how did they never win a major tournament when they had this pool of amazing players for mm-hmm. like about 25 30 years um and the current england team funnily enough has actually gone the other way i don't think there's any apart from perhaps harry kane there's no really outstanding talent in that squad and even kane is nowhere near the same level as like a you know a, a gary lineker or an alan shearer when they're playing at his peak right I will I will disagree yeah. slightly with you there and I will say the only other talent that I would put in that bracket with some of those players you've mentioned, even though it's maybe a bit early, is Jude Bellingham. I think he is a genuinely exciting young talent, but at maybe at nineteen years old it is still a little bit too early in his trajectory to, to talk about yeah. him in, in those circles. I'll hold judgment on that because I just, I just I remember very similar discussions around Raheem Sterling a few years ago and okay. you know he's he's not bad but he's he's not you know he's not top top echelon which mm. people are saying Bellingham could be and it's like let's just wait and see guys you know wait and see yeah um to 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 try and be a bit more positive about England I mean if you mm. were if it wasn't England we were talking about here and it was any other nation and we were mm. saying they reached the semi-finals at the last World Cup. They reached the final at their continental um, tournament, uh, and did so, you know, with 
relative ease in comparison to 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 some other teams have found it to get to these situations. If that was another team, I would be I would probably be putting my money on them being a favourite to win. Are England a favourite to win this tournament? What what if anything excuses them from being one given the track record they've had at the last couple of tournaments? Right. Um they are no their record in the previous two tournaments has been outstanding, right? Mm. You can make arguments that, oh, they got an easy draw, they avoided the big teams. No, 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 no. No bad team gets to the semi-final of a World Cup. That's yeah. just, right, let's just shoot that one down right away. Um, the Euros, again, they benefited from a lot of the bigger teams knocking each other out. Yeah. You know, like, they, they got to the final without having to play France, Spain, or Belgium who were probably the best three teams at the tournament before the tournament started. Um, but, you know, they still beat a very good German team. Mm-hmm. They beat a, they beat a, an excellent Denmark team who were, after the whole Christian Eriksen thing, were pretty much everybody's second team at that tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they, they, they did well. And you have to acknowledge that they did well. Um, but I think that was their peak. I think... Unfortunately for this generation of England players, that's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, they were still beaten in the final. All right, it was on penalties, but they were beaten by an aging Italian side who haven't even qualified for this World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you have to put it in, in that perspective. Well, yes, they got to a semi-final, but the team that beat them in the final haven't even qualified. So what does that say? Listen, I could could have a whole conversation about that Italian side. It's maybe the best side I can remember who then didn't qualify for the subsequent tournament. I mean, as much as they are an ageing, or they were an ageing side, they absolutely Mm. took Euro 2020 by storm. And when I realised doing my research, I have to say, I'm one of these people that doesn't really pay attention to um, the qualifiers for a tournament until... Mm it's upon you and when yeah. I, when I really came to the realisation that Italy weren't going to be there I, I really was shocked but that's a conversation for another day um, looking at looking at the England team then um, bearing in mind what we've said about their track record and things like that hmm. um, where where is the big threats for England in terms of how they can damage other teams who, who are their who are their players that other teams will fear, do you think? Well, obviously, Harry Kane is the one that everybody talks about. But I think that a lot it, Kane is your classic stick-the-ball-in-the-net striker, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a lot of creativity around him that allows him to do what he does, um, yep. that maybe doesn't get credit. I think um, Phillips of... Uh, um, he was with Leeds. Is he still with Leeds or has he moved on? He is now a Man City player, although I yeah. think at this point has only made one appearance because of injuries. Although Which is a shame. If you, if you believe what's being said, he should be fit for the World Cup. I'm not sure that that's going to be the case, but he, he was a, a revelation at Euro 2020, that's for sure. Yeah, he was. Um, and then you also have um, the... Uh, you know the midfield is producing um, some some good talent there. So, but one that really sticks out for me and who actually doesn't get a lot of praise in the English press is Kieran Trippier. Yep. I think he is he's excellent. I mean, he's 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 the complete 
uh, fullback and can strike a strike a good dead ball. Um, he can get forward. He has ex- he's excellent defensively. Um, he is one that you know the debate is is it going to be him or is it Luke Shaw for the mm-hmm. for that fullback berth? I don't think it's even a contest. I think Trippier's twice the player Shaw will ever be, but that's you know. Shaw yeah. plays for Man United, and that's one of the in vogue teams. So he might end up getting there ahead of Trippier, which I think is going to be very unfair if that happens. Here's a question for you in terms of uh, why Trippier might not make it, considering mm. the high opinion that you have of him and one that I share, to be honest. Yeah. What was his stint in Spain with Atletico Madrid a case of out, out of sight, out of mind for the England setup, or is that being a bit too simplistic about it? Do you think? Uh, no, I think you've hit the nail on the head there because um, the same thing happened when, if you look back historically, when mm-hmm. players like, for example, Mark Haitley went to Italy, uh, Paul Elliott went to Italy, Des Walker went to Italy, uh, David Platt went to Italy. Mm-hmm. Now, these were guys that would still play for England now and again, but they were not regulars like they had been when they were doing it week in, week out in the English First Division. Yeah. And I do think that there is a certain myopia at the English FA that they, again, the media are partly to blame here. Not not the players, not the fans, nothing like that. It's the media. Mm-hmm. They play up this whole best league in the world thing for England. Yeah. It's the best marketed league in the world, but I don't think it's the best league in the world, right? No. But because they think it's the best league in the world, they, there's the assumption that any player that isn't playing in that league is inferior. Yes. Um, which and, certainly, which you know, certainly isn't the case when you, no. uh, if you take a, a little bit of time out to watch Bundesliga, I quite like watching from time mm. to time. You see the quality of the players on 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 display at Champions League. Us as Celtic supporters don't need to be reminded of that quality, and it wasn't coming from English teams, that's for sure. Well, except when they played Rangers, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I can never trust you. Never trust you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Had to go there. Um. Mm. So just looking at obviously, um, as the reviews have gone on, we have. Um, being able to break down um, the the groups and who people are going to be facing. Um, mm. Just so that we can do that in a little bit more detail, we'll bring up here exactly who the groups are. So um, we are looking at Group B at the moment. So that's England at the top there. They've got Iran. Mm. Um, we'll cover Iran in one of the next reviews and whether they're even going to be at the World Cup, but we will see. <laughs> Um, then the United States, and then obviously um, uh, the fellow UK team, Wales. Um, and looking at um, fixtures, let's just see if we can pull that up. Um, it's it's going to be a tricky opener for them with... Um, let me just see if I can find it. Um, I really hate the way the website's got this uh, laid out. It's like doing it day by day rather than doing like a full fixture tree, which just makes yeah. it an absolute nightmare to find the, the actual fixtures. So we've got Qatar v Ecuador on day one. Um, we've got uh, United States v Wales on day two, which means England open against Iran. Um, mm. So... Looking at that and looking at the potential um, banana skins that might be in the group there, um, are England going to struggle against any of their opponents, do you think? Or is this 
their group for the taking. My just to just to put my point across, mm-hmm. I always think, I always laugh at the fact that England harbour hopes of winning the tournament, and then. Yeah get very scared when they come up against Panama and Trinidad and Tobago in their group (laughs) and and, and struggle to overcome them. Mm. If that happened again, then you'd have to say their chances of winning the tournament are kind of uh, going to be slim, but maybe I'm jumping the gun there. Like England are one of those teams, like, the problem is you go to... Now, I I like having a bet on the football, right? Mm -hmm. But you go to a bookie in, in the UK, England are probably, I would guess, about seven or eight to one, maybe second or third favourites to win the tournament. That's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They should be about a 20 to one shot. And if they were about 20 to one, I would actually be tempted to stick a wee fiver on them because Mm -hmm. I think if things go their way, they have a chance. They do have a chance. But I don't think it's going to be at this World Cup. I think there are at least four, five, maybe six teams at this World Cup that I think are just better than England in every department. They will probably get quarterfinals. Probably good for the quarterfinals because I think they're probably going to win this group, mm-hmm. which would then give them an easier tie in the second round. Yep. Um, so effectively, they're not going to play one of the major contenders until the last eight. Okay. So when that happens, I think as soon as they come up against a major contender, they'll they'll fold like a pack of cards. Um. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. <laughs> um, not that I'm bitter in any way. Um, no, no. I, listen, listen, I... I, I, I think... I think if there wasn't the possibility that them winning it would mean we'd need to have hear about it ad nauseum for the next 60 years, yeah. then I wouldn't be as bothered. But we all know that what we've had to live through up until now... And it would be twice as bad if we were actually alive when they did it. <laughs> Look, I, 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 I don't feel bad about slagging the English. You know, I mean, some of my best friends are bigots. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, folks. Uh, we've got we've got Iran to deal with, which is a whole um, oh, different gosh. kettle of fish on its own. But then we've got the United States and Wales, which is kind of a nice way to end the group, probably. Um, and maybe a little bit more positive um, so we will get on and do that and we'll leave you with our thoughts on England um, don't forget mm. to put your thoughts on England and any of the other uh, nations that we've talked about in the comments below these videos we really look forward to hearing from you um, although these shows aren't live it doesn't mean you can't interact with us and let us know exactly what you think of how much pitch we're talking basically <laughs> um, Yeah, and, and if England do end up winning this World Cup I just want to say I am really sorry to everybody in Scotland for tempting fate <laughs> If England win that World Cup I am moving to Japan <laughs> If England win that World Cup I'll pay for your flights my friend that yeah, is not going to happen get- if you've got a spare room until I can find digs, then that would be grand. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, Liam, thank you for joining me. And we will see you next time for a review of uh, the rest of Group B. See you then. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work.
a great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.